You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Step inside the farm and get to know some of the top prospects in the system. Through exclusive interviews, you can listen to our prospects reflect on their season and goals, share stories, and learn a little bit about who they are away from the diamond. Welcome to the Mets Farm Report Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Suriel. Welcome back, everybody. And today I am joined by left-handed pitcher Blake Taylor. Blake, how are you doing today, man? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. So, yeah, we can just get right into it. So this season you kind of had to make uh, a bit of a transition from a starting pitcher to going into the bullpen, and you had tremendous success with it. What did you do to kind of make that adjustment easier for you? So in the beginning of the season... I was told I was going to be a reliever. So instead of starting me somewhere where I've never been before in a role I've never done, they started me in high A where I've had some success as a starter. So I was a reliever there and just working with uh, the pitching coaches and the head coaches and just kind of picking the brains of the relievers. I kind of had a better idea of what relieving was going to entail for me. So I kind of just went with it and said, hey, like, this is a new role. Just go out there every single day and give it your all. Like, there's nothing to lose on this one. Yeah, definitely. Is there is there a different type of mentality that you have now pitching out of the bullpen as you did when you were a starter? Oh, yeah. As a starter, you have to figure out and learn how to like conserve or you kind of have to think about how many like how many times you're going through the order and how many times you want guys to see a certain pitch and everything like that. And you have to kind of figure out how to get three, four, five, six, seven innings as opposed to a reliever where you're just like, okay, they might be using me for one inning, two innings, at most three innings. So you just go out there every time and give it throw as hard as you can or throw as many off-speed pitches as you need to per batter because the chances of you facing them again as a reliever is very slim. Yeah, definitely. And and 2019, by by the results, was, was probably your best season as a pro so far. What do you credit that success to? There's a lot of things I can credit that success to for 2019. I mean, first and foremost, I'm a religious guy, so I got to give all the glory to God on that one. He's been blessing me through a lot of this. And my family, second, just I've gone through I've had some rough times in the minor leagues and they've always been there to support me they've always been there pushing me and pushing me and everything like that and the coaching staffs I've had who have all told me hey you've got something you've got something like don't give up you've got something luck's just not going your way right now and a bunch of people like that there's a guy back home that I go to John Elliott that guy helped me since I was 11 years old just show just see who I truly am as a baseball player and really help me as a person, as a man. So there's a lot of credit a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. And in 2019, you saw your experience at three different levels, St. Lucie, Binghamton, and Syracuse, even though you only faced one batter at the AAA level. What was the, the biggest difference that you noticed in the competition between St. Lucie and Binghamton? So the competition between St. Lucie and Binghamton was the biggest gap I've ever seen. You instead of guys like you go up there and you face in double A, you're facing guys that are the next step away from the big league. Like they are one good series away from being in the big leagues. Yeah, it's a bunch of young guy, young prospect guys, just a couple forty man guys there, and you just see the difference in their approaches of the play. They don't they don't chase as many balls in the dirt, or they don't swing all the time. But when they get two strikes, they'll foul off, foul off, foul off, and then put it in play somehow and 
as opposed to high where sometimes you can get away with just throwing a pitch somewhere and they'll just swing right over it or just swing through it. And just the plate discipline those kids have and the baseball IQ up there is insane. Now, don't get me wrong. High is a difficult league. They're just a little bit more raw than the guys at double. Yeah, definitely. And we always hear stories about kind of like the minor league experience, about the travel, about the living situation. Sometimes where guys like you have like six guys living in like one apartment. Do you have any interesting stories or kind of stuff that you've witnessed where it's like, wow, this is insane? I mean, in Binghamton, I lived in a an eight bedroom house with nine guys and we only had two bathrooms. So that was interesting. <laughs> that was pretty fun to try and uh, get to use a restroom sometimes. <laughs> but our park parking was a lot was tough too. There's a lot of guys with cars. So I mean it's just like one of those things where you kinda have to kinda just have to make do with what you got. Like I mean yeah you live with eight guys but at the same time that's an opportunity to get to know your teammates a little bit better and everything like that hang out with the team so yeah for sure now we can kind of go back a little bit in time in 2017 you pitched at the in the world baseball classic for for team great britain what was that experience like for you oh that was an experience i've never felt until that point like i've i've always pitched for a team and it's a little different when you pitch for a country like it just feels completely different you're actually you're playing for a country i've unfortunately i've never been to great britain but my dad's from there so i was eligible to play and it was just so much fun and the culture surrounding the team is a lot different from the culture surrounding a minor league team or a professional team and then going to play other countries and seeing how passionate these other countries are at baseball it was just an eye-opening experience especially playing like team pakistan who had nobody in affiliated baseball and most of their guys were military guys and just to seeing how they put together a team in six months that was fundamentally not not that bad actually they threw strikes i saw them turn a couple double plays they made contact i mean they were just out there having fun but i mean they did lose two games and got eliminated but they were out there having fun and just seeing Stuff like that was really, really a cool experience for me. Yeah, for sure. Is there is there one singular moment that kind of like stands out for you during that time? I think us beating Brazil to get to the elimination or to get to the finals of the qualifiers, that was a moment that stood out just because Team Great Britain's never been to a final for a qualifier ever and they've never won an elimination game. So that was just a cool thing to be part of like a history of a different country. Yeah, most definitely. And, and we can kind of even bring it out back even before that. In uh, 2013, you were drafted out of high school by the Pirates. How would you explain that experience so far now as, as a pro? But also, can you compare the differences between being just a high school pitcher pitching in regular high school games to then pitching in professional games a few months later? Yeah, um, so that that moment was surreal. I'll never forget that moment. I'll never forget the feeling I had when I got to hear my name be called I've never I'll never forget the the expressions and the emotions that my family felt and that I felt and it was just one of those days where it was just surreal to all of us and it finally sank in and and then you get to pro ball and it's a lot different from what you expect um in high school you go to I I mean Southern California in 2013 there were some good teams here really good teams for high school there's a couple guys that you see in the big leagues that were in high schools around here in 2013 and the thing I noticed about going from high school baseball to professional baseball was you face the three 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 four hole hitters in high school somewhere and 
Like they're the best hitters, but then you go to pro ball and you're facing every single call or high school's three, four hitters, the entire lineup. Yeah. <laughs> it was just one of those things. And then those th- those two hit- the two best hitters you see at the next level. And then there's two those two best hitters you see at the next level. And it just adds to these these lineups of just unbelievable hitters until obviously you get to the big leagues where every single hitter on that team could be a four-hole, three-hole hitter. It was a three-hole hitter in high school. It was just insane. Yeah, for sure. And now we can kind of think about like, what's going forward for you and and some things off the field do you have any personal goals going into next season that you want to accomplish this offseason uh yeah I've uh, I honestly want to just continue to just make my body better stronger more durable so got a lot of things I'm doing like hot yoga and must like sports massages and chiropractors and everything like that and then I just want to be in really good shape and go into spring training just like pedal to the floor this is my first big league spring training i'll be attending so i just kind of want to make a good impression there and just go in there and with nothing to lose and see what i can do yeah definitely is there is there any player specifically that you would like to actually like pick their brain any pitcher that, that we have currently on the on the big league roster um i would i mean everybody i mean i'm still like i only have one full season of relieving under my belt so I'm going to go and just talk to some guys and see like their experiences in the big leagues. And I mean, even my, a couple of my buddies in the minor leagues, like I live with, or I live by Steven Valines and uh, him and I throw and work out all every day together. And so I've been picking his brain as a reliever because he's been, he transitioned in college. So he's been a, a little longer than I have. So I still pick his brain and then couple guys like obviously i'd want to talk to justin wilson and daniel zamora just guys like left that are left-handed in the big leagues and see what like the perspective is and how to get ready up there compared to like being in the minors and being in florida and this like the winter the springtime and the summertime where it's hot and how to get ready in the cold like in new york if i make that team just stuff like that yeah definitely and i got two more questions for you and this next one you can take as long as you want answering it if you could face any big league hitter right now who would it be and why i was just talking about this with somebody the other day um i'd have to say anthony rendon just because you know what like i've i watched him and that guy has such a good eye that guy doesn't chase and i feel like it'd make you a better pitcher if you could learn how to pitch to guys like him who's the league is filled with guys close to his ability, in my opinion. And so I just want to really want to face him and get like, get some work going. And if he hits a, if he hits a home run, that's expected, but you know, just to get the experience to face a guy that has that good of an eye and see if you can get him out. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any idea or have you thought about how you would actually approach him in that at bat? No, kind of, kind of be a wild card on that one, and just kind of throw fastballs and <laughs> some sliders, maybe a changeup or two in there, and see what he does, see how he reacts. Yeah, for sure. And my last question for you to wrap this whole thing up is: if you could tell Mets fans one thing about you as a player, as a person, whatever you want, what would it be? Well, I'm scuba certified. I don't know if many people know really? that one. But, uh, <laughs> I'm scuba certified and. I love scuba diving. I actually haven't done it. I didn't do it this last off season, but I love scuba diving. It's so much fun. It's so peaceful. You get to see the bottom of the ocean, like the ocean. You, how many people get to explore it? And I, I've seen some of the coolest animals in my life down there. I, I mean, one of my favorite animals on the earth is a shark, and I've seen 
I've done a shark dive in the Bahamas. I've done, I've done some shark dives, and they are so much fun. There are just so many cool <laughs> creatures down there that you just don't know about. Yeah, that, uh, I don't. I'm not willing to to do that myself. So, so you're you're a better you're a better man than me for that. Try it. Try it. Well, there you have it, Blake. I appreciate your time today, man. Best of luck going forward, and and we hope to see you up here pretty soon. But we'll definitely see you down in St. Lucie for spring training. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. It was really, it was a blast. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to join us next time on the Mets Farm Report podcast. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.